This is ONA on air from ONA 22 in Los Angeles, California. Inspiring and supporting innovation and excellence in digital journalism, boldly innovating to better engage and inform the public. My name is Lindsay Hood. I'm reporting from ONA Los Angeles. Artificial intelligence is everywhere, but how does it factor into equitable journalism? We've heard about AI programs not factoring in the attributes of people of color, but what about content? I talked with Tim Wolf from Futuri Media about their efforts to create a level playing field with Topic Pulse. Uh, my name is Tim Wolf. I am the VP of TV and Digital Publishing at Futuri Media. Uh, my background is in news. I've worked in local newsrooms in San Francisco, St. Louis, Dayton, Ohio, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, you know, like we do in this industry. Um, and now I work with Futuri, which does uses artificial intelligence to help newsrooms grow their content, grow their audience, and grow revenue. I specifically work with newsrooms to help them use artificial intelligence uh, to help better cover their communities. And I work with our product teams within Futuri to help them develop new tools for newsrooms. One of the key things that, that we do is make sure that we have as wide a range of sources as possible. So I mentioned we Topic Pulse has 200,000 publishers that we are pulling in stories and data from, everything from the New York Times to uh, the Bangor Daily News to the um, Buckhead Weekly Report. You know, I'm not sure if that one actually exists, but we have a lot of weekly and local and independent ones. And because we focus on the data of it, it is sort of agnostic in terms of news judgment, right? You'll see the stories that are trending, the stories that are getting a lot of attention. Um, but we also put in a filter to show stories that are doing better for publication than their other stories. Uh, part of the reason for that is so you don't just see, here's what CNN and the Washington Post and the New York Times have. But yet you see that the Buckhead Weekly has a story that's doing great for them. Uh, that factors into our algorithm to show it to other news, newsrooms and publishers and say, hey, this may be a story that fits your brand that you may want to do something with, right? Um, so we have toyed with the idea of using AI to do things like write aggregated stories, for example, or to customize things for specific newsrooms in an editorial way. We've stayed away from that in some sense. We say we give the data, it's up to each newsroom to provide the editorial judgment and the ethics behind what they want to do with each story. Um, but the main thing that we do, and it's a big thing in, in artificial intelligence, we want to make sure that we're not skewing things based off who's creating the algorithms. Um, and that's one of the reasons why it's important that our algorithms learn themselves and that we make sure that we have data that comes from every kind of publisher everywhere there is. If algorithms pull data from various sources, can one be sure that stereotypes don't skew the data? I would say the key thing that we do in Topic Pulse that, it, that addresses that is that we make a point of, we don't just show you a post is doing well for one publisher, but the AI puts together all the stories on that topic being covered by all the publishers who are covering it, right? That are getting any kind of social traction. And we list in that uh, all the actual original sources, and you can go with one click directly to their sites so that you can see who is the story coming from. And that matters because, you know, there's a wide range of publishers who are across the political spectrum or the cultural spectrum, 
And you want to be able to see, like, is this a trustworthy one? Is this, is this a brand that's in alignment with my own news values and news judgments? Um, so we make sure we always provide as much transparency as possible for newsrooms to be able to make sure that they've got uh, what they need to make what we hope are good, solid, ethical, transparent decisions based off of that data. Um, and it's also one of the reasons we also filter our stories into lots of different categories. So we look at demographics or we look at, you know, uh, we take all those stories and filter them, the AI, into politics or economics or baseball or black community or Hispanic community. And we're actually working on developing better tools within the Hispanic community to show you what's trending with the Cuban-American community and the Puerto Rican-American community and the Central American community. Um, because one of the challenges that we have is we tend to think of a community as one broad community. And what data is helping us do is dive deeper into saying, really, uh, there is no one community or one, you know, it's one of the problems with demographics in terms of talking about millennials all do this, millennials all that. Now, the more you can get to the individual person and the real data, the more you can understand what's really happening in the world and with your audience. And so we really focus on trying to do that to make it as easy transparent and data-driven as possible. Um, and then we also have mechanisms that are built in. If there is something that somebody sees, it's like, hey, I think this is skewing off. They can just click a button, report it right to our dev team, and they can work on addressing that too. On social media, there's been some debate over some Americans and their inability to decipher the difference between race and ethnicity. Well, you know, we have a lot of good high-level conversations. You know, we are in, I think, 16 countries and over 6,000 installs. Uh, so we work with newsrooms from national level to small, local, and independent, and we do a lot of nonprofit work as well. So we work with newsrooms across the spectrum. Um, and we, we don't generally make it our priority to tell them how to do things ethically. Uh, but we do do custom setup for every station or publisher uh, that out of all of the ways that we can parse data, we find the ones that are important to them. So for example, if you're in a market that has a military base, you might want the military filter. Um, but if you don't have that in your market, you might not. You might want um, other different areas that, that are important to you. Um, and we also cross-reference some of these things. So we want to show you, because one of the challenges is like, hey, here's a story that uh, the black community is interested in. But we also want to be able to show you, well, what about women 25 to 54, for example? And then you can put those together and, and see that. And you may, and it tells a different story in terms of some stories that there's interest. What's great about it, too, is that it also shows that there's a much broader range of news interests that goes far beyond our assumptions. Like some of them you can sort of make and say, okay, our NFL filter tends to be more male, right? Doesn't mean that there aren't women looking at it, but it does tend to be that way. But when you see in the data, you also often will see that there are demographic groups or individual ages or genders who are far more interested in the story than you might traditionally assume, and the data can tell us that. And that helps us, I think, that really helps us broaden the world for people and say, news consumers are a lot, oftentimes they're a lot savvier and more intelligent than we tend to give them credit for when we, when we lump them into just, oh, they're in a group, they're in this group, they're in that group. Uh, they're individuals, and the more you can just use the data to showcase that, the better you connect with them, the better stories you tell, the more important uh, stories you can tell in your communities. You can reach out to me uh, on Twitter. I am at Wolf underscore Tim. That's W-O-L-F-F -F underscore Tim. 
I am on LinkedIn. And also by email, timwolf at futurimedia.com. That's T-I-M-W-O-L-F-F at F-U-T-U-R-I-M-E-D-I-A dot com. If you missed any of this weekend's presentations, don't forget they're available online. Online News Association is the world's largest digital journalism association. 